Hello, listeners. Mike Murphy here, and welcome to another ABB Solutions podcast. Today's topic is focused around synchronous motors. I've been working with motors for a while now, and I'll be honest, I've struggled on when is it the right time to move from an induction motor over to a synchronous motor. So to help us better understand, I brought in two ABB motor experts. With me today are Mark Gamitro, Global Product Manager for Specialty AC Motors, and Craig Richards, Regional Sales Manager for IEC Low Voltage Motors. Mark and Craig, it is great having you both on. Great to be on, Michael. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. All right. So let's get started. First, uh, let's go over the two motor technologies. So, Mark, I'll, I'll get started with you. Can, can you go over induction and synchronous motors for us? Well, sure. Most people are familiar with induction motors. It's the primary motor technology that's been in service for the last 80 years. Basically, it's a motor that's designed to run across sine wave power, so across the line. It develops torque by the difference between the rotating magnetic field in the stator and the magnetic field in the rotor. And they're basically attracted to each other but never catch up, meaning one always lags the other, and that's called slip. And the difference between the synchronous speed in the stator and the rotor speed is called slip, and that's what produces torque. Uh, these motors can also run on drives. However, there's newer types of motors that are in the market today that operate at synchronous speed, which means they have no slip. The rotor and stator magnetic fields are in alignment, and you operate at synchronous speeds. So unlike an induction motor where, let's say, it's an 1800 RPM motor, but on the nameplate it says 1760 RPM, which is the slip speed, these all would run at 1800 RPM. They are designed really, though, for inverter power, meaning they run on a drive. They're not really designed for running across sine wave power. So that's one of the primary differences. And there are different types of synchronous motors and reasons why you might apply these. Okay, great. So I'm very familiar with the Battle Reliance catalog and the ABB website. So I know there's a lot of types of synchronous motors. Craig, I'm going to kick it over to you. Can you go over some of those different types? Sure, Michael. One of the uh, types uh, in the market that's pretty common today is, is known as service permanent magnet or also known as service PM. This is a technology where the magnets are secured to the surface area of the rotor uh, using either epoxy or banding material or a combination. This creates a constant magnetic field, allowing sinking of the rotor relative to the stator speed. This then creates the synchronous technology that Mark just referred to previously. This type of technology is available on ABB's process performance line of motors uh, with speeds up to, say, 6,500 RPM. Mark, uh, you want to talk a little bit about uh, magnet? Sure, thank you. So the, the other way you can do it, instead of having the magnets on the surface of the rotor, you can embed them on the interior of the rotor. When you do that, it creates something called saliency. And you don't really need to understand that. What you need to understand is that allows you with the proper drive. So you have to have a drive with permanent magnet control that's designed for an interior permanent magnet motor that can sense the saliency. And what it does is it improves open loop control in vector mode of the motor. So a lot of permanent magnet motors for, for precise control, 
need a you know speed feedback device uh, with saliency and interior permanent magnet motors and the right drive control you can do it open loop they use very high power magnets because you you don't have a lot of space in the interior to put too many magnets so you need really power dense high strength magnets those are called rare earth magnets or neodymium boron iron which i know is a, a mouthful but they're they're the high power magnets that you see in wind turbines electric vehicles etc you don't need a lot of these magnets as a matter of fact if you looked at an interior permanent magnet motor cross section you'd only see about four magnets in there that being said they're expensive uh, they're only sourced in a couple places globally so the you know sometimes there's some supply chain concerns uh, there it makes the motor a little bit more costly although for the efficiency improvements that you get on them it, once you get into some of the higher power ranges like 50 horsepower and up it uh, the, the cost benefit ratio is worth it we use these in our direct drive cooling tower motors and our rpm xc motors as well as Wait. our rpm ac permanent magnet motors Thanks, Mark. Uh, there's also another technology that we have, too, that uh, allows for synchronous operation that doesn't require magnets. That's known as synchronous reluctance motors, or also known as SYNRM. The rotor has no winding, windings or magnets, just electrical steel. Uh, the electrical steel plates are, are stacked in a unique form in the rotor package. And unlike an induction motor, there is no induced current, and therefore the, there's no losses uh, which then allows the motor to sync the rotor speed relative to the stator speed. There are advantages to this is you get the higher efficiency, you get the slippage needed. It does have to operate on a drive, but you don't have the disadvantages of of the magnets and having this you know, dealing with a single source and so forth, like issues like that. You know, ABB makes a full line of process performance motors uh, that can be used in a wide range of applications, not only new applications, but could retrofit existing induction applications with with CINRM. Mark, you want to talk a little bit about ferrite assisted CINRM? Yeah, thank you there, Craig. So yes, so basically, if you take everything that Craig said, and then you take those slots that he had mentioned in the synchronous reluctance rotor, which is the air gaps, and you put ferrite magnets in it, then you get a ferrite assisted synchronous reluctance motor and so the reason you do that is it gets you a basically an interior permanent magnet motor that's more cost effective because it doesn't use rare earth magnets 20 horsepower and below so from like 1 to 20 horsepower it's it's a way of getting an interior permanent magnet motor that's more cost effective the magnets also do about 30 percent of the work of the stator so if the stator doesn't have to work as hard, that means you have less losses in the stator. So you take the combined loss reduction of the rotor with the synchronous reluctance rotor and the lower losses in the stator, and now you get to very high efficiency levels without having to add a whole lot of active material or making the motor larger and heavier. So that's why that design was created. Again, just like all the other motor technologies, it does need to run on a drive. 
Okay, great. So just to quickly recap, we talked about permanent magnet, interior permanent magnet, synchronous reluctance, and ferrite-assisted synchronous reluctance. I had no idea there were that many. So guys, uh, I really appreciate y'all going over those. You hinted at a few of, of these advantages and, and even a couple of disadvantages, but I want to make sure we really drive that home. So uh, Craig, can, can you go over some of the advantages of using a synchronous motor again for us? Absolutely. Like One is precise speed control. That speed control allows you to very accurately control certain processes. For example, if you're trying to do very accurate machining of something, CNC machines, something, something along those lines. Also, uh, with the precise speed control and the limited slip, you also get a reduced temperature, operating temperatures, which then allow for improved power density, which means you can get more power in a smaller package. And then you also, by reducing overall operating temperatures, you do increase the life expectancy uh, of the motor. Mark, would you like to uh, talk a little bit more about the efficiencies capabilities? Yes. So all of the technologies that we have discussed are capable of reaching ultra-high efficiency levels. There actually is no NEMA-defined definition for, let's say, an ultra-premium energy-efficient motor. There is an IEC standard called IE5. And basically where it falls into is you have a NEMA premium motor, then you have a NEMA super premium motor, and another class of efficiency higher in that would be IE5. So the combination of the magnets and the reduction in uh, the elimination of the losses in the rotor on synchronous reluctance motors and the ferret assisted motor get you to these higher efficiency levels in the rpm ac interior pm motors with the rare earth magnets the magnets are so strong they do most of the work of the motor and that's how you just get to the higher efficiency is literally the magnets they have no losses and they're doing most of the torque production okay those sound like great uh, advantages how about disadvantages craig can you speak on that sure Michael. some of the trade-offs or disadvantages is is uh, as we talked about earlier, you, know, you, you got the magnets. Uh, the magnets are sometimes there are limited sourcing on that. But o other aspects of the magnets is it's increased manufacturing processes, so that's increased costs. Uh, you also have to have, like Mark mentioned, the magnets being rare earth magnets can be very strong. So you need specialized service requirements for aftermarket repair and or modifications that need to be taken into consideration. So just a ordinary service shop may not be suitable to work on a permanent magnet machine. Typically, it, it requires a VSD to operate, not suitable for sinusoidal direct online operation. Uh, you can also have demagnetization issues that result from overload, such as high inrush currents or uh, increased operating temperatures or even reduced operating temperatures. And also, magnets are, they don't like uh, shock and vibration. So, uh, anywhere where you've got uh, heavy shock loads, magnets are not ideal. And then center M, you have a power factor issue, which can lead to possibly a larger size drive needed uh, to accommodate uh, the amps needed to, for the given application. Mark, you want to talk a little bit about trying to attempt to run a motor across the line? Well, that's a good question, Greg. We've already stated that you do need to operate these on a drive. If you put them across the line, they will not run because basically when you start these types of motors you have to align 
the stator magnetic field and the rotor magnetic field. And the drive does that. It aligns those before you start. So a lot of times what you'll see when these motors start is the motor will actually you know, jog back and forth slightly and then center in before you start. And that's the alignment. And obviously you can't do that on sine wave power, so they're just going to fail. Now, I will also mention that, you know, a typical induction motor will run on just a standard open loop volts per hertz control. And so they're very easy to control with a drive. You need to have the right type of drive to use a synchronous reluctance motor or a permanent magnet motor. It has to have vector center RM control or permanent magnet control. And if you don't do the proper tuning, what you're going to get is once you start it, it'll start cogging and typically trip out. So you do need to have the right kind of drive and you do need to do the right tuning before you start it up. But once you do that, they run rock solid. Thanks, Mark. Okay, great. I guess it is also important to know just selecting the right motor for, for the right application. I know you mentioned the, the upfront cost, but those, those efficiency gains, those, those can be substantial. And I know, Craig, you mentioned the, the power of the magnets. I've, I've been on plant tours and they've let you hold on to those magnets. And I got to tell you, if your finger gets in the middle of those two magnets, watch out. That's, that, that can smart for sure. But speaking of the right motor for the right application, uh, just to have a, a full understanding of all the different types of synchronous motors we spoke on, what are some of the applications where you'll most often find some of these motors? Craig, I'll, I'll start with you. Great. Thanks, Michael. Uh, load sharing is is one application where we're having one large motor to drive a given application is not ideal. So what they'll do is they'll have two or more motors driving the same load. And it's critical that those motors are all in sync. Otherwise, you've got one that's uh, leading or lagging in the system, which causes you know mechanical stresses and, and will impact the process itself. Another one is if you're cutting material to a specific length. Uh, you want to make sure that that uh, is precise each time. Or if you're actually trying to meter some type of material, for example, like chemicals in a wastewater application where they're feeding in certain chemicals to process the water, for example. Mark, you got any other applications you'd like to add to that? Sure. So with the RPMAC product, which is the interior permanent magnet rare earth motors, these motors are really ideally suited for any type of application that needs high dynamic response. So you give it a speed command and that motor has to respond right now. And that's because you can get the motor, as Craig mentioned earlier, into smaller frames and that keeps your rotor inertia down. So if you got a really big, large diameter motor, it's really hard to move that rotor around quickly and dynamically in response to precise speed reference control. And so anything like that, um, the RPMAC motor works very well in. Any other application where you need high power density and torque at lower speeds, the RPMAC motor will be ideally suited. That's why we use it in our direct drive cooling towers. Now, the synchronous reluctance motors and the ferrite-assisted synchronous reluctance motors are really suited for any application that benefits from not only from running on a drive and once you want to get to the highest efficiency possible. So think pumps, fans, conveyors, anything that really already is going to benefit by running variable speed 
but then you want some additional efficiency gains by running it on one of these types of motors, those would be good applications. And again, that's mostly pumps, fans, and conveying applications. Okay, great. I think that's a wonderful place to stop. Craig and Mark, this has been great. Thank you so much for speaking with me today. Remember, if you would like more information on choosing the right synchronous motor for your application, contact your local ABB sales representative or visit us at www.abb.com. That's a big website, so I recommend going under the products tab, select motors and generators. Or for NEMA Motors, go to www.baldor.com. And as always, I hope you keep listening to the ABB Solutions podcast in your favorite browser. Thanks, everyone, and have a great rest of your day.